101.9 Kello FM, the best variety of the 80s, 90s, and now. Last year, everyone had to kind of take time off, a lot of time, because of a certain pandemic going around the globe. And we missed out on a usual tradition around the Sioux Empire. That would be Trans-Siberian Orchestra rolling into town because 2020 had to be kind of demure, kind of knocked down. They are doing it bigger and better than ever this year. The 25th anniversary of the multi-platinum Christmas Eve and other stories album One Man has been around for all of it. That would be Mr. Al Petrelli. He's one of the founding members of TSO and he's on the phone with me right now. Al, how are you? I'm great, my brother. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Now, if you're not uh, not familiar fully with Al Petrelli, not only is he one of the uh, founding members, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are, right, Al? Well, I was there from the beginning. It was founded by, you know, Paul O'Neill and the O'Neill family, but uh, I was there from, like, inception, so... Uh, Whatever label you want to give me, I will gladly take it. Thank you. Well, he is one of the best guitarists you're ever going to hear, and he's toured with a lot of acts you've probably heard of before. Danger, Danger, it's one of my favorites. Uh, Alice Cooper as well. Pretty much, um, oh, Megadeth as well. And, uh, well, we maybe don't play that on our Fair AC radio station here, but you got someone who loves all of those, and Al loves all those and more. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is his current project. Now, this is incredible. The 2021 winter tour y'all are going on. 99 shows in 59 cities. How are y'all pulling that off? God, I am like the world's greatest underachiever, right? You think we could have made it an even 100 shows, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Nine. Listen, I, what, what everybody's got to understand is that this began, we were, um, the first record release that like you had just said was celebrating its 25th anniversary, okay? 1999 was the first time we played any live shows, and I think there was only like seven or eight cities on the tour. We had like a 24-foot box truck and a bus and a fog machine, you know, and we thought we were <laughs> awesome. And then over the last couple of decades, it's, you know, grown up little by little to the point where in 19, we had 12 buses, 21 tractor trailers, 80 people on the crew. It just became this massive thing, but it was like watching one of your children grow up. It didn't, you know, nobody constructed this and threw us in the deep end of the pool and said, go figure it out. So over the years, we've learned how to do this. We have the greatest crew, the greatest management. We've got the O'Neill family behind us. Uh, this, you know, I, last year, you know, aside from all the obvious reasons, it was a horrible year. But that in particular broke my heart because I've been literally doing the same thing for decades now. We've never canceled a show. We've never missed a show. I mean, I played a show in the middle show. I broke my leg and I didn't stop playing. No joke. You know, we, no, no truth. So we live for this. I mean, this has become a holiday tradition for not only the folks in the audience, but for everybody on stage, behind the stage, too. I mean, we've, you know, this is what we are. This is what we do. And the fact that last year we couldn't do it, well, obviously we couldn't do it, you know. And it was like, all right, well, we'll figure it out. We did the live stream, and, and you know, that went over incredibly. I mean, the the outpouring uh, of the folks at home in the safety of their own homes, like tuning into this thing and celebrating, albeit virtually, was overwhelming. But now you turn around and tell me that something that was taken away from all of us, we got it back this year. You're going to hang on that much more, and it's going to mean so much more to all of us. And the fact that it's the 25th anniversary. Now, if you've been saving up your budget for concerts and everything, and if you've never seen TSO live, let's say you know the music, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, the, the Christmas can and everything in between. You've heard it on the radio because we play it all the time during Christmas. And thank you, by the way. Oh, you're more than welcome. If it's that high quality, listen, I ain't leaving it off my playlist. But if you've never seen TSO in person before, you might have seen other Christmas acts. I know uh, other Christmas shows I've been to, Oak Ridge Boys, uh, Vince Gill and his wife. Those are great. Don't get me awesome. wrong, but awesome. but this is a different breed of animal, isn't it, Al? Well, this is a good 
old-fashioned American rock and roll show. You know, I mean, we grew up, Paul O'Neill, myself, and a lot of the other folks in the organization grew up in New York City, where Madison Square Garden was, you know, that's where people would come through, you know, like Zeppelin, ACDC, uh, Kiss, The Who, Pink Floyd. And anytime they did a show in New York City, they brought more production out. So we didn't know any different. We'd never gone anywhere else. You know, so sitting back and hearing, like, your favorite songs played was, like, part of it. But, like, the amount of production brought out you know, was overwhelming. So that's what we were all kind of used to. So we figured, well, you know, Paul said, if we ever get into the arenas, I want to make all those, that production look like a high school production. I want to do the biggest, greatest things ever. So like I said, you know, in 19, we had 21 tractor trailers, pyro, lasers, moving trusses, video screens, hydraulic lifts. Uh, The back of the arena becomes the front of the arena. The front of the arena becomes the back. You know, I mean, it's the most over-the-top thing you've ever witnessed. It snows in the arena, (laughs) you know. And, (laughs) But at the center of the whole thing is this beautifully written, very Frank Capra-esque tale that Paul O'Neill put pen to paper on like all those years ago that everybody in the audience and on stage have fallen in love with the characters and the story. And I think that's what really gives it a lot of staying power. So that original story he told all those years ago, 25 years ago, how has it evolved and changed to the show we're going to see in November? The songs will always remain the songs. The characters will always remain the characters. The narration that kind of ties it all together will always re- remain the same. It's just the visual surrounding it and, and the uh, the size of and the grandeur of it all that's, that's kind of grown up. Um, this year, I, you know, I'm not really privy to the production side of things. I got my hands full with just the musical side of things. So I'll let you know in a couple of weeks when I get to our rehearsal facility in Nebraska what it's going to look like, but I promise <laughs> you it's going to be over the top, you know. But, again, it's the kind of thing that folks in the audience, like one minute, you know, the entire, you know, the stage, there's more pyro than any you've seen any time before in your life, and we're doing, like, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. The next minute, it's an intimate, like, guitar and vocal duet really telling, like, one of the more important parts of the show. You know, I mean, and for me, I recorded these songs 25, 26 years ago, and I was 33 at the time, give or take. And I've grown up as the songs have grown up, and they've taken on a different meaning with me because now my children are older, and a lot of them, you know, have their own lives and they're gone, and I don't see them as much as I'd like to as well. And the center of Paul's uh, story is a father missing his daughter, just wants to be reunited on on Christmas Eve, you know. So it does resonate with me as well as everybody in the audience. Everybody misses someone around Christmas time, especially. You know, and it's a very bittersweet holiday for a lot of people. And I think that's what people like really hold on to as part of their tradition with us. And when you go to the show and you hear this story, not only are you going to be enveloped in that, but I can tell you from firsthand experience, you have never lived until you've seen just a normal person taking that scissor lift up, playing an electric violin as flames are shooting around them and lasers are coming in your face. And Mm -hmm. you are enveloped in the music and the story. I have never been to a show like TSO. I've gotten the honor to see y'all once. And the only thing I can compare it to is like seeing, as you said, like Motley Crue or Kiss in person. It's just, it's it's a magical experience, isn't it, Al? Listen, I, and thank you so much for saying that because, you know, when you say it, you're saying it from the heart. When I'm saying it, I'm saying it from the heart. But that's what led this thing to grow up exponentially over the years is because anybody who sees it walks out, they're going, I can't believe what I just witnessed, and i got to tell 10 other people about this. And then the following year, they all show up. And, again, geometrically, just it's grown and grown and grown because what would break my heart you know, worse than anything is somebody walking out of that building and saying, ah, last year was better, or ah, it wasn't what all the hype was about. Not going to happen while I'm still breathing.
And y'all have never let anyone down, I can't imagine, because I got this stat in front of me. You have performed in, maybe not you, but the old TSO organization, since 99. Since the first tour, you have played to 17 million fans. What does that mean to you? <laughs> I, I don't even have words to express what that means. You know, I, I, I've never even heard that number because I kind of don't look over my shoulder that much. But by you <laughs> saying that means that, you know, this this idea that Paul O'Neill came up with back in 95 that he and his family nurtured and I'm honored that I was invited into it means that, you know, we created an art form together that people fell in love with. That The, the only thing I can compare that to is like one of my children, you know, or all of my children growing up to be my three older boys, growing up to be the men that they are with incredible careers in life and say, I can't believe they've accomplished what they've accomplished. I can't believe what TSO has become. I'm just proud to be part of it. And I kind of try not to get, like, you know, um, sidetracked with the numbers. Last year, or excuse me, two years ago, we had an incredible year, you know. It's like winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, you won the Super Bowl. Now you got to start from the ground up and rebuild it and do it again this year. And that's the task at hand that I live for is to do it all over again and try to beat last year. And even though you don't get wrapped up in it, you got to be proud about it. Because not only, like I said, they played to 17 million fans since 1999. That's not a small number. And you can see the amount of work and effort, the musicianship that goes into this show, not to mention the production as well. But if that's not enough for bang for your buck, buying a ticket to go see TSO, listen to this. Do TSO will donate at least a dollar from every ticket to charity. Now, that might not sound like a lot to you, but to this moment right now, TSO has donated more than $16 million to charities across North America, including one close to our heart here, someone we do a radiothon for every single year. That'd be Children's Miracle Network. And y'all set $16 million, Al. That's incredible. It is an incredible number after a lot of years and a lot of hard work. But, you know, that's who Paul O'Neill and the O'Neill family, that's who they are. Okay, they're the most generous, loving, caring people ever, and they want to help change the world, albeit a dollar at a time, a song at a time, a show at a time, and they're making a huge impact on, on communities everywhere. You know, it's the holidays, and Paul always said, dude, people need help. You know, how could you walk past somebody in need without, like, just reaching out? If it's a dollar, if it's $10, if it's $100, if it's whatever it is, help a family or somebody in a better direction. If you could do that for one day, maybe that'll change their tomorrow and maybe it'll change their life a little bit. And we can talk about all this stuff, how you're going to experience all of this, but truly to understand TSO and to get the magic of the show, you've got to go to the Premier Center November 18th. Trans-Siberian Orchestra return to the road celebrating their winter tour 25th anniversary of the Christmas Eve and Other Stories album. Al, I can't wait to see you, and I cannot wait to see this show. Thank you so much All for right. calling in and visiting with us. Well, brother, thanks so much for the time. Much love to you and the family. Please stay safe in the meantime, and we can't get back. You know, It's going to be an incredible, incredible evening, I promise you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Al. We'll see you soon. All right, brother. Next time, and thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.